Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Razabani for IFO TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to have with me on Zoom on this lovely day, Mr. Dave Caldwell. Dave, uh, the sun's out, everyone's smiling. Always smiling when the weather's good, isn't it? Although, I don't know, news would want you to be be scared of it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it and, and we'll embrace it. It's summertime, you're supposed to be happy, you're supposed to enjoy the weather. No, absolutely. We hardly get any sun, so let's enjoy it while it's here. Uh, how are the boys in the gym, Dave? How's uh, Jordan, Lerone, Hokey, and the rest? Good. Jordan's fine. He's just he just started this week. Gone um, using his right hand in sparring, just touching, just getting that timing on there, and uh, and he felt comfortable. Um, uh, so it's good to see him punching with two hands again now. And he's he's uh, the, the the time, the downtime that he. Yeah, it allowed his knee to, to heal as well. So his balance and everything's great. So he's uh, he's in a good place. He's looking very, very good. Um hopefully mid September, October he'll be back back out and um and fighting again. Lerone and Hopi? Yeah, Hopi's fighting August sixth. So he's got his last two weeks of sparring now. Um looking sharp, looking very good, improving all the time. Um, excited about getting him back out. Uh, Laurent's Laurent is is absolutely brilliant. I've said it before; he's outstanding. Um, just need his, uh, his his career moving along. To be honest, any any potential new new signings coming to the gym, Dave? No, no, not at the moment. Uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with my lot. Um, I've always said that five's always the max. Um, like five full timers are always the max. Um, four full-timers plus Sultan um, when he's back over from Kazakhstan. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy, to be honest. And we've got a good got a good mix, got a good vibe in the gym. I'm, I'm just enjoying it. 
Uh, Dave, just want to go back uh, last weekend. Uh, a man you know very well, Derek Chisora, put on a performance to, to beat uh, Kubrat Pulev. Uh, you know Derek for a long time, even before training him. I know you've had a close relationship. Uh, what did you make of his performance, first of all? He did well. I'm so, so pleased that he got the win. Um, uh, especially in, in front of his family and his kids were there. And that was a nice touch at the end. Um, when he saw the pictures at the end, and, and you know, and and he got a little bit emotional in the ring when he when he spoke, and you know, I think that that tells you that he knows that he's coming towards the end, and there's not going to be too many nights like that. Um, so I think when you're younger and you keep winning, and and you know, the crowds are turning out for you, I think you sometimes it's easy to not take not take it all in and, and enjoy it the moment because uh, he always thinks about what's next and what have you. And sometimes you kind of take it for granted. And then when you know that you're coming towards the end, um, and then when you get a night like he did, where he, you know it's a hard-fought fight, a close fight, he gets the decision, he gets the win in front of the fans, in front of his family, he's soaked it in and, and he's enjoyed that and it's meant the world to him. So I'm really pleased for him. I'm really pleased for him. Dave, you know he obviously had three losses, obviously, Usyk, Parker, Parker. Do you feel like if he had lost the Pule fight, he would have probably called it a day? Do you think with his mentality, he would have just carried who, on? Who knows? Who knows with Derek? Who, the problem is, is while ever, um, while ever he's feeling the love, while ever he's getting the paychecks, he's he's a fighter that just loves to fight. So they're the, you know, they're they're the reasons why he wants to do what he's doing, and and. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it would have jacked him out. That's something you need to speak to him about. What, what would you like to see him do next? There's, there's talks about a potential another fight with Dylan White, which I think would be great, a third one for the fans. Yeah. Uh, both of them uh, tailing on their career now. Uh, I, know, I know White might have a little bit more left in him, but there's also talk about, I, I know it's unrealistic, and it's probably not going to happen, but a lot of criticism that Eddie mentioned, Deontay Wilder's name again last week. Um, what would you do, Dave? Hey, listen, I, I've said it before. Um, I've said it to him. I've said it publicly. I, I would like him to retire, but he's not going to, is it? Um, and ultimately, Derek's going to do what he wants to do. But I would like him to retire because it's retiring on a crest of a wave. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a nice time, but he's not going to. As a fan, you've got to love the Dillian White fight, haven't you? Um, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's always going to be a good battle between those two. What, whatever they've got left, they will, you know, they will give it their all on on, on fight night if coming up against those two, uh, coming up against each other. So that's always a great fight. Um, no, forget forget a wilder fight for me. Um, but yeah, you know, Dillian White, um, Ariola, uh, they're they're kind of like. You know, not the fun fights, the fun fights. But the problem is, is, is when you're then talking about, you know, I'm just talking about he's not, you know, he's not going to retire, he's going to carry on. Obviously, he's not going to fight German or anything like that. He wants fights that are going to challenge him. Dylan White, so always going to be a really good fight for him, but um, and always going to get him up for it. But um, I won't want him to see him in, I won't want to see him in, in uh, fights where he's a, a massive underdog going in against like. Really, really dangerous one punch knockout artists, and you know, um, yeah, I'm fresher fighters and things like that. I want to, I want to see that, but 
ultimately it's none of my business and and um, he'll do what I want to do. Dave, it's crazy to think that he's had about 11 or 12 losses now, but 95% of those losses have come at the highest potential level. It's crazy yeah. to think that he's he's been able to mix it at the highest level for so long. That's a testament to him, you know, what, what a fighter he is, what a warrior he is. Um, uh, one, you know, one of the toughest of our generation. Um, he's a man that you think he's finished and he keeps bouncing back. Um, and that's that's down to his sheer will and, and attitude, really. Um, and sometimes in how we look at him and think, oh, you know, um, you might not agree with how he is and what you know what he'll do sometimes that's part of his makeup and that's part of why he's still here that's part of you know why he's still um although he's got you know 12 whatever losses on his record um you can't say he's not a successful fighter because look at what he's done he's he's fought at the highest level no he's not he's not beating the guys at the highest level but he's fought at the top level in, in the division over years and years um and he's made a lot of money out of the game and he's got the respect to the fans. So he, he is successful, you know, he is successful. He might not have the belts to show it and, you know, and, and the, the accolades in, that, in, in those terms. But, you know, you've got to deem what is success. Not, not everybody is going to be a world champion. Otherwise, it'd be a, a mute sport. It won't be worth anything. You know? it's, whatever sport it is, there's always the elite there's always the, the top top levels and so you know 99% of, of people that take part in sport aren't going to make it to the, to the absolute elite and, and be successful at that but there are other levels of success you know for some people just turning their lives around and not end up in prison and not you know end up being killed in in, in, in you know in outside activities and finding a career in boxing and actually, you know, getting on the straight and narrow, that, that is a success story. That is successful. You know, anyone that's doing anything positive with their life, I, I think, you know, is, is a level of success. So somebody that's all right, is maybe, is maybe not won the big, big fights and not won the world titles. If you look at his career, the longevity and the levels that he's fought and the, the shows that he's been on and the fans that have been there to witness um, him fight and the respect that he's got with the fans, it's been a successful career. Absolutely. So we look forward to see what's, uh, what's next for Derek. I'm sure there'll be an announcement in the coming weeks. Um, Dave, a lot of strong rumours in, in the boxing world at the moment. Gareth Davis says it's signed, it's sealed. Chris Huban Jr. and, and, and Connor Ben. It, it's just mad to think that their fathers had this incredible rivalry. Oh, it's unreal. And their sons will one day fight each other in, in a huge domestic fight. Firstly, what do you make of that fight? It's mad. It is mad. I, I would think, you know, um, like you say, Ben Eubank, that's, that's... I started, I first walked into the gym. I think the, the first Ben Eubank fight was on a Sunday, if I remember rightly. And I walked into into a boxing gym for the first time on the Monday, the, the next day. Um, uh, or two days, if it was a Saturday, I can't remember. I'm sure it was a Sunday night. Um, but yeah, uh, that's my gen- generation. That's, that's, you know, I love Nigel Ben. I was a big Nigel Ben fan, huge Nigel Ben fan. 
but obviously it's Chris Eubank as well. And and that rivalry was huge, huge as a young young kid, young fighter coming through. And and then to fast forward to today, I'm I'm now what forty seven, and so to fast forward to my time of life now, and to see these two two fighters now sons that have been on up, you know, been on different paths because obviously different weight divisions now. Obviously, having them in the same sport at the same time being good, you know, kind of Ben name, kind of Eubank name. But then now they're going to be on a collision course. That's just mind-blowing. That's just mad. And to think that Connor's going to jump up in, in weight divisions for it, um, again, listen, the kids, I, I love the kids' attitude. He, you know, he's, he just wants the fights he wants to test himself he wants you know and that, that's a real test jumping up weight division is no joke it's, you know certain fighters can get away with it but when you're going to get people that are strong at that weight already and unless for all for all those criticisms that he's had throughout his career and about his boxing ability and things like that one thing that nobody's ever said about Eubank is that he's not strong he's not tough can't take a shot he checks all those boxes so you as a little guy to go up and to take that challenge on, you you know you're in for a really tough night. You know you're in for a tough night. So that that tells a lot about the man himself. Um, so for all respecting world for for kind of for wanting that fight and for for looking to make that fight. You know, it's a fight that everybody everybody's going to be talking about. Everybody's going to be tuning in. You know, it's it's an exciting fight. Um, is it? Is it? something that came out of blue and as a shock to me, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Conor Ben as a, as a welterweight prospect being built up, get the timing right, and then launch him into world level at welterweight. Um, and all of a sudden, this has come out of the blue and it's like you're coming off that path for for this fight. Um, and, you know, fighters have moved up in weight division before and, and, and what it's not, it's, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not something that's like brand new. It's not something that's that's never been done. But in terms of career stages and um, and the fighters that that they are, it, it is a surprise to me. Dave, you talk about not. It's not not going to be easy for Connor to go up in weight. What about for Chris to come down in weight? There's rumours that it could be at 156, 157. Uh, he's never made that weight before. He's actually fought heavier than his standard weight, 160, he's fought at 168. So how much of a, of a challenge would be for Chris Jr. To, to come down in weight? So he's done 168, and then he's been boxing at 160 recently, hasn't he? Without knowing the guy and without seeing how he makes weight, we can only speculate if he's, you know, he might have, for all we know, he might have been comfortable at 160 um, with nutritionists on board, with, you know, with changes of training and things like that. He he might have been comfortable doing 160. Um, and if so, then three pound, it'll be a struggle, it'll be more of a struggle, but it might be doable and in, in, in the point where he can recover properly. Anyone can hit a weight, but how how... How well do they recover? What does it take out of the performance? And that's the intriguing thing for this fight. But without knowing, and again, with with Eubank, it's always been you know um, a lot of spec 
speculation about oh, he should be doing this, he should be that, but we don't know what he does. We, you know, we don't know because they only let certain information out. Sometimes, you know, it, 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 certain camps you don't you, you send out red enemies to to get people off the scent, you know, um, or it spars everywhere. Does it? Or what caliber? Or, you know, you don't know because people want to tell you what they want to tell you, and for whatever reason, and so we don't know how how he makes a way. Um, if he struggles to make one six day, one five seven is going to be brutal. Um, but fighters have done it before, you know, and and it's all about how do they recover after. I remember, um, I think it was Figueroa box Ricky Burns out in America, and. Figueroa was absolutely dead on the scales. He had, he literally had to be carried to the scales, and we was like, he's he's gonna be absolutely dead tomorrow. His weight, he, he's he's killed him. And then he had an engine on him, like you've never known him. He looked massive on night, and he had this engine. He just kept. Some fighters have just built different. So, it, but it's all part of the, all part of the ingredients into this mad pot, you know, that is gonna be Ben Eubank Jr. If that gets made. Um, but it, it is interesting to see what what weight it's going to be at as well. Well, again, thoughts obviously. Joe Gallagher did a couple of interviews this week where he spoke about the fight and said that you know Connor hasn't won an English, an area, or a British Commonwealth European. He's kind of skipped all of that. And yes, we're trying to make the big fights for him, which are unrealistic because those fighters that he wants, the Thurmans, Broners, Spence Crawford, they're with PBC and and their relationship with Eddie Hearn isn't great. Um, yeah. We saw that recently with Klonaki trying to fight Chisora and that fight not taking place. Um, But he said, and I want to get your thoughts on this, is that if if it wasn't Ben Eubank, those names associated with these gentlemen, you know, the board may not even sanction a guy who hasn't even had a 12-round fight to go up and fight uh, another guy coming down two weeks. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He's right in what he's saying. In, in the, the board probably won't sanction it. They, you know, we've seen it where we've always had this thing where sometimes there's, there's disagreements with the board where on certain shows they allow this fight to go on, but on a you got me, yeah, wind. Um, but on certain shows, there's um, small shows and what have you, then they're a lot stricter on, on that, you know. Caliber opponents that they, they let slide on on bigger on big shows they don't let on on the small shows. Um, so in re- reference to same sort of scenario for this, yeah, he's, he's probably right where it, that you know might not be allowed, um, but it's going to be allowed. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's um, because they can counter that one with fighters have always moved up in weight, and it's it's one of those things. And just because he hasn't. Um, he hasn't won a, uh, like you say, an English or British Commonwealth, any sort of title like that. But he's been fighting good caliber, good caliber opponents. All right, 
at different stages of career, but all prospects do that. All fighters do that. You know, you, when you're developing a fighter and if you go through the dads of, of, of these two fighters as well, you know, in their careers, going back to those days, it was the same sort of thing. You get to a point in the career where you start getting the, the, the names that fans know, but they're faded, they're on the slide, and you bring them over, hopefully they, they get rid of them and everyone goes mad and the hype train blows up even more. That's just how it's always been. So he has bought some good quality fighters. Um, so it's not like he's he's not you know he's, he's not experienced in, in that at all. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying, and, and I agree that in, in other aspects it wouldn't be allowed, but it will be allowed. And and what are you going to do? You you know it, it's one of those things. Um, this, it's like saying how's he got a world title shot when he's not fought for a year and. He's not boxing away, and they get it. this is boxing, this is sport, this this shit happens all the time. So, um, and it's always when it's your fighter, you're always going to be happy about it happening. And when it's not your fight, you're always going to go, "Canal, how's that happen?" It's just how we all are. I'm, I'm, I'm the exact same. So, you know, you you look at it and 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 you'll be pissed off that somebody else has got a shot and what have you. But then, if if your fight was offered the same shot. With the same sort of background and the same sort of um, path that he's been on at the time, are you going to turn around and say no? No, you're going to take it. And, and sometimes, you know, opportunities come to you and sometimes they don't. But this is going to be a huge fight and it will get made. It's going to be an absolutely huge fight. Let me ask you then, Dave, does that fight belong on Sky or the zone in terms of the engine, the platform of who oh, can promote this oh, to be oh. Yeah, but then you're getting into the whole dissolve. That 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 question, I don't feel, is something that needs to be asked about every fight because otherwise you're gonna you're talking about it with AJ. You see, you talk, what you're gonna do is bring it up for every big fight. You know, so should it be on dissolve? Should it be on, on Sky? We all know that Sky is the biggest platform. Facts, it's a fact. But if they're not Sky fighters. I don't know what the situation is with Eubank Jr. I don't know if he's a Sky fighter or not. I don't know. But if they're not Sky fighters and it's the DAZN fighter in, in Ben against a free agent, then why 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 wouldn't it end up on DAZN? That's what they're in the in the business for, is to get the fights like that. But in terms of eyes and, and, and exposure, Sky all day. You can't beat that machine. You know? And it's been the same for years and years and years. And even even when you get certain people uh, pay per views on Sky and you think that's not pay per view I'm not buying that I'm not buying that and you think you're not going to buy it and it comes to fight week and they're pumping it and pumping it and there's all the content and it's in your face you walk into an hotel you walk into a pub you see it you walk into Valentine's gym or something you see it on the screens on Sky Sports News you start going do you know what this looks good I'm good and you end up buying it you know Um. The problem is with, with other platforms right now is you don't have that constant drip feed into your mind. You don't have that exposure. You know, the problem with, with other platforms right now, and it's not just his own, it's, it's other, you know, BT, if you're, if you're not a, tuned to BT all day, you, you, you won't know, but BT, uh, even Channel 5, even, even um, you know, and so on. You don't have that constant bombardment coming up to the fight. And so you might forget as a show until you see somebody mention it on your feed. And it's like, shit, boxing's on tonight. Or it's 
Boxing's on yeah. next week. You know? And until platforms become as big as that or start using their... It's like with Channel 5. Channel 5 gets great viewing figures. So there... But I don't watch Channel 5 apart from boxing. So I don't know what, what their their adverts and things are like during the peak programs and things like that. If, if that's what they're doing, then that's why they're getting great viewing figures. Because I think get, what, I, what I heard is they're getting like a million, you know, they're getting a million views for the shows. That's amazing. And that's without having like some, you know, it's constantly on ticker bars, things like that, you know. Um, so they're doing, they're doing a great job for, for that. Um, but yeah, Dazone, it's, it's, it's great content, great programming, they, you know, they're getting some great coverage and things like that, behind the scenes stuff, but as, as, as far as the shows are concerned, the, it's, it's not getting that um, exposure. I don't think so. It's only my opinion, but I don't think so. Uh, Dave, I'll end on this. Um... I remember you telling me uh, a number of years ago about how you once um, worked with Eddie Hearn and put almost everything you had financially into into a show and, and, and making shows work for the sake of fans and the sake of fighters. Uh, we always talk about the more networks in boxing, uh, the better for boxing. But currently we're seeing, obviously, as you mentioned, Channel 5, Sky Sports, DAZN, BT, etc. But a lot of fans are complaining that the cards are too thin. You know, Do, do promoters now need to put egos aside? And work with each other to make make bigger fights for fans. I think so, but I think they've always needed to do that. But it's always been a problem. It's always been a problem. But um, yeah, I'd like I'd love them to work together. I mean, for the sport and for the fighters, because if they obviously want they want the fights, the big fights with the big fights comes the big big money. Then you know they've, they've got to they've got to work together. But are they going to? And when you're talking about, you know, um, people talking about, oh, it's the quality is diluted and things like that. Well, there's still, if, you're, if you've got this stable of fires, you can still put on good fights. You can still put on shows and, and put on good fights with that stable of fires that you've got. If you're not, if they're not, you know, if you're not putting on shows and, and if fights aren't getting made, then fighters are going to be like, oh, well, I'll go over to this one. I'll go over and then your sales getting diluted. But it's always been the same. Fighters have always jumped ship and they always will jump ship. It's part of boxing. Um, just like promoters say, you know, it's, it's, they see it from a business end. The fighters, you know, promoters can go and sign, out, sign another fighter, whereas the fighters have only got one career. And if their career is just nothing's happening with it, they've got to make the right, right decision for themselves. But ultimately, the promoter is in charge of, of the content that goes on on their shows and what sort of fights you're putting on, who you're putting on, who are, you, who are they choosing to push? That's, that's the promoter because that's his business. That's his, that's his money. And so he's going he's gonna to spend it as he sees fit. So if the show's shit, it's the promoter's fault because ultimately it's, it's his show, you know? Um, and he's chose what kind of, fights one because matchmaker come to him and say look I'm going to make this, this, this fight this fight this fight but if promoter just goes yeah alright that's fine and he knows that it's trash then ultimately it comes down to him they just finally every, every, and it's every, every promoter and it, we've always had this we've, we've always had lulls and we've always had times where where um, 
the shows aren't as great as what the, what they were a couple of years ago. And sometimes that comes when you're rebuilding. And I think there's there's a lot of promoters that are building and rebuilding at the moment. You know, you look at you look at Sky and Boxer, they're rebuilding at the moment. They've they've it's it's literally like you've got a, a championship a, a win a Champions League winning team, and then they all go elsewhere. And then you're left with bare bones, or or in Sky's case, I think they, they, they were left with nobody, obviously. And then they've now got to build, rebuild completely again. You can't expect that team then to go out and, and start and keep winning Champions League next season, things like that. It's a brand new team. It's it's a time to settle in. It's time to build. And so, like with Boxer and Sky, they're building right now. So, of course, if you're building, you've got you've got fighters at a certain level, then. You're not going to have the the fifty fifty fights because you got to build them. You got to build them through. So the majority of shows are going to be spent on on building the, the talent for a year's time, eighteen month time, and then it's a case of them getting the the headliners like they are doing and trying to are trying to do where to get in the headliners so then they can make the bigger marquee fights. But at the same time, they've got to keep them winning because that's kind of like the flagship to pull the other kids through. It's just like back in the day when. You know, you, you've got Nigel Ben, superstar. Then you're building the other fighters through, and then the, the next, you know, like your Hattons and people like that started off as prospects on undercards of NASA and people like that, and then they become the one that takes over. You, you need somebody to to be able to build um, the rest of the show on the back of and the prospects on the back of, and it's the same with you know Dazone. They they've got or, or Eddie's got obviously his stable that he took with him. So his is ready made, so he could just go straight into it. But Channel Five and what's their building and and so on and, and everybody's doing the same thing. You look at look at Warren, he was for a couple of years, a few years, he, I'm not being funny, his shows were were poor. And and everyone was saying they were poor. But he was in a kind of a, a process of rebuilding. He didn't really have any big names as such. So he was trying to build his fighters through. And now as you go in going along now, I watched the show the other last night and I enjoyed it. His last few shows now, they're getting where where those prospects are starting to step up, starting to step up. So the good fights and things like that is is got, you know, getting good good domestic fights on, good domestic battles on. I mean Efron and, and Clark last night, great, great fight. You know, so now his quality is lifted and and you know and that that's what happens it sometimes you have a dip where stable's a bit thin or whatever, and it's a case of rebuilding, driving through, and then coming back. But you've got to have that focus and intent to want to do that. Because if you haven't, and if you, you know, that's not your focus, then it's just a spiral that goes all the way down. And, and you know, and then there's a long time to, to, to get back to the top as such. Um, Dave, just finally, this, just two minutes left before the Zoom ends. Um, outside of your stable, if you could name me three fighters who you think have the talent or superstardom to go on and become a a a, a superstar in boxing in the UK, who could who are those three? Um, given time and the right, well, listen, Conor Ben's got X Factor written all over him. You know that. So, but he's I for me he, he's one of the most improved. Fighters in, in in Britain, without a doubt, and, and one of the most improved in the world. If you look at where he was to what he is now, the kid's improved massively because of his personality, because of how he is, and because because of the name, obviously, that he's built on. 
you've got to say that he's he's somebody. If he keeps winning, then he's a superstar. Um, who else is that? Um, there's a difference: superstar and a star. You know, you've you've got kids like uh, Dalton Smith to keep winning and keep progressing. He's he's got a great following. He's he's you know, and he's talent. He's he's class. You you've got um, you've got Pat McCormack who's got character, unbelievable ability. Um, I don't know how that character goes out to the masses. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know without sitting down and thinking about it and looking at it. I don't. I don't know. There's nobody that jumps out and grabs me because. I can't think of this at this moment in time, but I'm sure there's. I'm sure that we we always say as every generation ends, we start looking around at the next crop and you think, oh well, who's gonna who's gonna take over from Ben? Who's gonna take over from you? Ben? Who's gonna take over from Naz? Kazage. There's always somebody that takes over. There's always somebody that comes through, you know. So I'm sure I'm sure um, we'll find one, and it's the promoters that have got that they've got to develop them and build them. It's ultimately it's it's those guys. They look around their stable, and they go him, and then they throw the weight behind him, and or her, and they build them up, and they build them up. They get them out on all these different platforms, get them doing these appearances to start getting them exposure going higher and higher, and then they build them up, build them up, build them up, and that's that's ultimately. That's that's how it all works. Dave Cobo for IFL TV. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.